It's that time. This ain't a bad song. It really ain't. I mean, this fires me up. <laughs> fires you up. I mean, I've heard a lot of... I mean, look, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this song, this particular song. I've heard the song, but I've never heard people describe it as a fire-up song. You, uh... It's a little calm before the storm. It is a little calm before the storm. Jared, how you doing tonight? You know, I've had a good day. I've had a good week. Uh, I'm looking to have a better week. Uh, you know, I've been listening to these shows. I've been, I've been, I just been, in, I've been totally immersed in everything St. Louis soccer, which I'm hoping to get into today. We have district high school soccer. Uh, we have college conference tournaments on uh, the eve. So you've been... You know, I, I, I'm just like, if you're a soccer guy, and, I mean, you can't fake it. You can't you can't just like the pro team. You can't like FC St. Louis back in the day. If you like soccer, look at it from the whole kitten caboodle. I, I mean, it's for U.S. soccer in particular... It is kind of the Christmas season, so to speak. Yeah. I, I can't get enough uh, results, gateway on YouTube, yeah. uh, cut-ins. I can't get enough uh, social media from each high school, uh, colleges talking about, like well, the Big Ten tournament. Think well, you, about how competitive the Big Ten tournament's going to be. Well, you got you got everything right now. You got high school playoffs are in full force. You've got uh, NCAA playoffs are in full force. Uh, here we are, year one with our MLS team in the playoffs in full force. Um, you know the rest the, the the rest of the soccer environment for the most well club even I, I'll throw club in there youth club. Because it's the end of the fall season, you're wrapping up, everybody's like counting the games left and what the math is to get bumped up for the spring or otherwise. It's a fun time of year. Um, I do want to reference the intro song, though I'm still kind of playing it here in the background. Just the two of us. I'm playing this for Zach. Because he's M-I-A. What do you, what do you think about that? It's... He, yeah, well, what I think he's out for a uh, concert. He's out for a orchestra concert for his boy, who is a high-level cello player. Um, you know, I like to give Zach a lot of shit, and, and maybe it's just my low self-esteem. But I miss the cocksucker. Um, I love him. I mean, I just really like the guy, and he he kind of keeps us whole. He he's like in our wolf pack, and I do miss him. But um, you well, know. you guys both get a little twinkle in your eye for <laughs> for two different reasons. <laughs> Sit across from one another, just waiting for the nonsense. I like to poke the bear a little bit with him. Well, hey, let's get right into it. Um, there's just so much going on. Um, we're going to have fun with this episode. We're, we're going to stick to current events for the most part. <clears throat> um, bec- because of what you kind of let in with and what's going on, let, let's kind of, I, I would like to navigate through not only the current soccer scene at a lot of different levels, um, 
But I also want to talk about a few other things just to have a little bit of fun. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention AxesPT.com for their support. Really appreciate everything you guys are doing for us. Actually, got literally today I had a uh, buddy text, text message me saying, hey, uh, spell, spell that dot com again on the physical therapy. Uh, my boy's got a knock. So, hey, case study. It works. A little bit of advertising. See how that see how that goes? Does Axis do anything with burns? <laughs> well, uh, we can make a phone call and I know and I know where you're going with that. But uh, thank you, Axis PT, for supporting us. Um, twenty locations around the area. Uh, basically give them a call, do a quick double check, but you should not require a doctor's referral. So save the trip, save the deductible, just go get the shit fixed. Uh, and then we got our boys, Chris and Bill, over at thepinnacleloans.com. Um, you know, the last couple of days in the market, the market itself has been green. Green is good. I had a buddy, old mentor, that always said, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at the market, just stay in it. Just participate at the end, and you'll win in the long run. He goes, if you need to learn anything, just know this. When you pull it up, green is good, red is bad. And green's been good. So um, in regards to Chris and Bill, the Pinnacle Loans team, uh, your family's growing, your house is shrinking, hit them up. They got a network of agents and uh, resources to get this thing done quick because inventory sucks. Uh, so you need to compete. You need a team. Don't do it alone. Hey, these are my guys. Uh, read the reviews. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> read the reviews. The market, JB referenced it. 500 points today on the Dow. 560. Not too shabby. The S&P. 230 on the NASDAQ. I mean, we had a good day today, and that doesn't necessarily translate to home loans, but we're going in the right direction. Um, it's, take the politics. it's a sign of confidence. Yeah, take the politics out of the side of it. These guys read their yeah. reviews. Um, if, if you haven't locked in in those early interest rates, get these guys. They'll get you the inventory. Yeah. They will get you going. Pinnacle point of the day, number one. I'm going to go back in time. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. I'm going to go back four days because it's taken me this long to recover from game one. First official playoff game for St. Louis City SC. We were there. Uh, it was chilly. It was wet. And we were playing our nemesis, our rival, uh, sporting Kansas soccer club. And it didn't go well. 4-1 them. And let me just say this. Here, here's my point. I'm not going to make excuses. They beat us. They beat us. They on, beat the fucking brakes off us. They beat us in the back third. They beat us in the middle third. And they beat us in the front third. So when you add that all up, the result is not a surprise. Um, when you look at really the last few games, it seems as if our opponents are, they watch the tape. They're all doing the same thing. They're spreading us out, and they're going down the wings, and we are attempting to counterpunch, and it's just not happening. So I'm not throwing in the towel because I will never do that. I will double down on my hatred for all thing Kansas soccer, um, but we need to do better. Simple as that. Next game is this Sunday, 4 p.m., 
um, I, I expect, I expect to see, and assume we will see better, because you can't you can't go that many in a row without waking up and realizing it's not working. Take a little pride, and you know what I love, Jared, Berkey's uh, post game press press. That's where I was going. Yeah, go ahead. So he uh, he called them out. Yeah, he did. He he basically called them out and said that we're not ready. Um, we need to match the intensity of these teams. Um, well, m- more directly, what he really talked about was his opinion of the performance and training, and how that to the week of how yeah, that yeah. equated to the result, which I found. I I, I, lo- I love when. When players at the top that are the leaders are, are reflective and honest about the why. Here's my problem with the whole game, and we don't need to settle on this and who the hell am I, but um, everywhere on the field it looked like, and if you really watch it, because I watched it three times because I was so... Why, why would you do that? Uh, I watched it because I was so freaking mad and so loud and proud about it about how mad I was is everywhere on the field we were slow and it was 3v1 4v2 in all levels against us so either a our style sucks and we've been um uh in that game our style well hold on and I'm gonna quantify this either our style sucks and we have been the wool has been pulled over our eyes a little bit or we were just bad and i think it's the latter because either we were lazy we didn't compete but it in in the front half it was it was easy to get out in the midfield specifically we we just didn't it, it was 4v1 2 3v1 it was all diet and then and then it was a track meet at our backs and it was just a poor effort by our whole team in general. Well, I th- I heard a radio clip of uh, Dale Shilley uh, called into a show, and <clears throat> he pointed out it's two things. There was a run of play there in the middle of the first half where for 15, 20 minutes, we dominated. It, it, w- it was chance after chance that were just simply not executed. A- and then on the flip side, the, the, the broader picture Kansas City played a style that they hadn't played all year. They basically, they gave us possession on purpose. Like, and, and what's weird is if you look at statistics on City SC over the year, look at the games in which we have 50% plus of possession, we do not do well. And we had over 60% of the possession in that game. That's... I. I I don't know. I, I, I don't they know. They caught uh, us in multiple levels of the field. Yeah. All I mean, game. Look, there's there's eight months of a season. Everybody's done their homework. At this point now, it's down to the players, perform or go home. I'll be excited to see how we uh, bounce back, and I think we're going to bounce back. All right. P, 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 pinnacle point number two, what you got? I, I got just the time of the year that we're in. I, I got um, this fall – uh, a lot of people like the weather, the hoodie weather, the rainy. I hate it, uh, but that's not where I'm going with this. We have district soccer in the fall for boys in Missouri State High School, Misha. 
We have conference tournaments starting in our backyard, NCAA, you know, across the country, Division One soccer, which is, you know, in all divisions. So I don't, I don't want to like put them off to the back burner. Um, and then we're we, we just referenced our men's team that we haven't had this year. That, that that's the icing on the cake. Uh, we're in a playoff battle right now. I mean, God forbid we win this game and we come back. Holy well, moly! Let's let's talk a little bit. Of, let's let's talk briefly about, and this ties into subject matter that is a recurring theme on our show, and that is the whole high school academy, et cetera, et cetera. This is where I'm a high school homer. Because it is, at this time of year, these kids, they got the draws, they know who they're going to play, they, they know the expectations, they know the seeds, and it all plays on them. And I drove past last night, we were on our way out to Creepcore for Max's training, and uh, Vianney, Vianney had a game, um, I think they, played, they were playing Kirkwood. Driving past Vianney's stadium, and they were all in the field, I, probably... 400 people there that's cool you yeah, know and yeah, and, and, yeah. These, and these kids are going through it it's it's a memory they'll never forget um you know i i just wish that misha and the schools and the ad's you 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 can't have so many lopsided games though well let's reference that game Viani, number one in the district. It, it, it's class four district run, uh, district district one. Yeah. Um, they win that game one nothing. So that's a hard fought game. Uh, hard fought game. <laughs> hard um, I mean, I'm all twisted up in a game here. Uh, Viani nineteen five and one. Kirkwood sixteen and seven. Kirkwood's having a good year. Well, Kirkwood's not a soccer uh, power. But, you know, you get them in a district. You, you get them well, in that game. And that's a backyard game. Kirkwood High School and Vianney are literally like a driver seven iron Absolutely. away from each other. You know, and, and that's cool. And my point, my point is this, like, parents should, this whole debate, get over the debate of who should or shouldn't be able to play. Because there were, last night in, those, in that game, there were 36 kids on those two rosters that have busted their asses all year long that shouldn't be ignored due to the you know three, four, five, six kids that are in the school that can't play. Let's get past that. Yeah. Let's celebrate these I kids agree. that are playing. I agree. Hey, you got a game last night also, CBC versus Chaminade. Yeah, I mean, two, two heavyweights. Two uh, blue blood. <clears throat> CBC comes out on top, one nothing. I mean that, that that's just fun. I mean I mean if you're not into this stuff, you don't like soccer. I mean that, that that's this is fun. Tonight, uh, the 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 two side uh, the the two sides of the wrong rivers. You 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 got like the Saint Dominic and that Liberty group. I mean, how's that Liberty? You got the the final four out there. No, that's good. I I think it's one of those things that. You know, if you see, here's here's what I would suggest. You know, if you're listening and you're scrolling through socials or whatever, and you see these games, just what, whether you have a vested interest in the game or not, toss a little congrats, boys, or good job, or whatever. Just put it out there because you know what? What's it going to hurt? 
throw, show a little love to these games to these programs you know because these these kids are these kids are grinding and it's fun speaking of showing a little love uh, I'll give our friend Dave Ehrenberg. They win oh, last yeah. night. They they win. They they win last night against. Uh, well, that Webster was uh, a couple nights ago. Was it two nights ago? Yeah, they came in as the clear underdog. Webster, I believe, was the number one seed. Might have been whatever. They Regardless. were definitely the favorite. Uh, Webster and Ledoux, after the season they've had with the suspensions and holdout and all that stuff, they kind of recover. And uh, I, I got a little message for them. Uh, if Frazier goes down. Yeah. And so <laughs> Ledoux is 9-14, and 14, which is the beauty of this whole uh, high school tournament. They play Whitfield tonight um, in, in the final. Uh, so it was a couple nights ago. You're right. I apologize. And, uh, you know, uh, if we're talking about the academy game, there's an academy kid playing for Whitfield tonight in the district final against Ledoux. Yeah, he made the decision to go that that route. Um, so I love it. It's fun. Check it out. And if you happen to be in the neighborhoods, just go watch. It's fun. Support the kids. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to bring up a pinnacle, another point here, another topic. Um, and this is a little bit more of a generic get your take on it. And I'm pretty sure I know the direction you're going to go with it. But... And that, that is, how do, how do we balance the, the, the legacy of champs, of winners, with news or things that occur during and or after their careers that clearly taint it? And, and, and specifically, we're, who I'm talking about is Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. Indiana, you know, uh, U.S. men's basketball, clearly Hall of Fame coach. You know, Bobby Knight is one of those names that whether you're a college basketball fan or not, you know who it is. Passes away at the age of 83. And I, I, for me, I'm neutral on it because he's 83. Like, okay, he's he's aged, you know, I, I don't feel one way or another. Um I know that he is a legend from a coaching perspective, um, but I'm wondering how you, when you learned the news, were you sad and then not clearly not happy? Do, do you feel like everything that came out in the latter years kind of watered down what could have been a, a, a more a memorial or a somber moment for him? You know, I got a uh, gamut of emotions. Um, what I will say about Bobby Knight is uh, read the room. Um, our political climate, our, our just our universe right now in 2023, um, I will be the first to acknowledge that Bobby Knight would not exist nowadays. Well, you can't choke students. Well, I understand. I understand that. Um um, but what I will what I will say is, is that 97% of his players will say that he made a man out of me, and I think it's the difference between then and now. But what, you know what's refreshing? We've had a guest on this show, Tom Ackerman. He was a young kid. He's the sports director of KMOX. Yeah, if you haven't, go on Twitter and check out Tom Ackerman on Twitter, X, whatever, because he puts an article out about Bobby Knight's you know so and he has a pretty refreshing story that you know as a young kid he caddies for him and his dad and 
in, in, in the pro here in the PGA, and then he ends up there, and then he's he's taught there at the school. And, and then, you know, if, if you sat Tom down and you talked about all these hot-button topics, I think Tom would be right on par. But here's what I'll say about Tom. Tom is an ace. Uh, everybody in our sports climate here in this city uh, looks up to Tom, and he admires uh, Bob Knight because of what he did for him. And I think the people closest to Bob Knight, um, other than the shit stories that would not go good now, um, the people closest to Bob Knight love Bob Knight because of his militant, because of his certain amount of give and F that, like, Bob Knight for me, if you're a dad and be careful what you wish for here, I would be okay if my kid played for Bob Knight. I don't want him to get choked either, you know, and that's funny. I'm not not shedding light there, but, like, he's going to make boys into men. That's what I think. And yeah. maybe that's not a popular belief. No, I, th- I, I think there's a fine line. Um, I, I think he crossed it both ways. Absolutely. In so much that uh, the, 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 the mantra at IU around basketball, what he created, it, it's legendary. It will live on forever. The people will be talking about it 50, 100 years from now. You know, but it's like at some point, gut check time, you know, that 3% that you were referencing, it's like, come on, it shouldn't be that hard. So, well, um, what did he say? <clears throat> what, did, what, I mean, did, did he have a, he kind of had a, like a famous quip, if you will. Uh, when I pass, I, I hope uh, you bury, bury me upside down so my critics can kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, look, if you kind of... Here's the deal. Only an asshole I, says a statement like that. <laughs> hey, new topic here. I want to I shift back a little bit to soccer because this one was like... Uh, it involves Messi. Um, the Newcomer of the Year awards for the MLS, uh, the, the vote announced was announced today. Uh, winner was... Uh, uh, old boy from uh, Atlanta, Giacoma, Giacomakis was his name. Uh, had a great year, scored a lot of goals, assists. Um, second in voting, with a grand total of just over 300 minutes played, was Messi. And third was our boy, Edward Leuven. Um, now, the riders. Something like, I think it was like 14% of the riders voted for Messi. But player vote was over 37%, I believe. 37% of players in the league that know that he did not play, but a fraction of the season voted him as newcomer of the year. Nine, you say just over 300 minutes he played? Yeah. It was, uh, I read it today. It was like uh, uh, one goal, two assists, 340 so minutes. or under full, uh, four full games. Yeah. Yeah. And so the MLS season is 34 games long? 30. 17 home games, 17 away games, 34 games? Correct. And so this dude comes in and lights it up. And really, let's be frank, in the MLS season, um, 
you could talk about it, but like when you branch out, he was really spectacular in Leagues Cup, right? Not sure. Leagues Cup. Uh, what was the event that he played? Was it Leagues Cup? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but for but me, he's not number two on Newcomer of the Year. No, no, not even close. Economically, he's uh, one on the year. Well, I saw from economic standpoint, I, um, Adidas obviously Adidas is the official apparel of MLS uh, in the uh, North America, South America, in our whole region. Um, Messi Miami jerseys are now number one above Manchester United jerseys. <laughs> Manchester United is doing pretty good the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they're picking up too. The EPL is wide open right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, no, but the, the it's the, the messy thing. It, it's just, I I get it, but then it's like, God, this is why nobody takes us seriously. That's that's what I'm getting at. So like, okay, so if all these metrics, economic metrics, uh, voting metrics, player of the year metrics, newcomer of the year metrics, I, does it mean anything? I don't think it does. And here's my bigger embarrassment was. As much as the newcomer of the year vote was like laughable, did you did you see how MLS press handled Messi winning the Ballon d'Or player the the Global Player of the Year award? Like and all of the MLS uh, uh, ball scratchers too that are in the media. They they claimed it's weird. It. Oh my god, we. MLS's first official, you know, Belanda Orr winner. He's ours. <laughs> Not I'm, a great look. I'm pretty sure it was based upon the World Cup. I, I'm taking a guess there. But, like, running with that and trying to... And I get it. I get it. There's plenty of people that are going to drink that Kool-Aid. But at some point... Can't we just be honest with ourselves about what's really going on? Messi won the Player of the Year award for the Globe because of what he did with his national team in the World Cup. It had those votes were set, cast, done long before the 340 minutes in MLS. He won the Balloon after he won the World Cup. That 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 uh, my my last pinnacle point is, uh, and maybe we'll get into it in the show. Is we talked about the high school game here locally, and let me tell you, folks, if you're true soccer fans here in the St. Louis area, or just soccer fans in general, college soccer is getting spicy. Uh, the Big Ten tournament. Are you kidding me right now? Um, that if you have ESPN Plus or if you live in, in an area where there's going to be a game played in that Big Ten tournament, go watch. Missouri State, uh, uh, Western Michigan, kind of in the same backyard as the Big Ten. They have some good teams. I mean, between the Big Ten, the A-10, the, uh, the Missouri Valley, which is all all kind of our local conferences. Not to mention, give our love to Kale over there at SIU, yeah. who's undefeated. <clears throat> There's going to be about five to eight teams that are going to play in in our men's top college tournament 
um, after all the dust settles through these conference tournaments. I well, mean, I, I mean, it's exciting. Well, here's the thing, and this is going to a lot of the parents that listen to the show that have kids that are kind of in the mix. It's important, and I'm going to reiterate this, extremely important for your child, for you, if you understand the game and you know what your, you know how your your child plays, watch these games. Look at the styles. Look at the coaches. You need to do your homework. And oh, by the way, they're good, fun, entertaining games. Well, and I'm not a fan of. Uh, I'm a fan of all good soccer, but specifically me, I didn't go there, so I'm not gonna yell on top of a mountain about SIUE Edwardsville. But credit when credit's due. They're in the OVC. They're undefeated. They're unfucking defeated. Yeah. So that's no small feat. So congratulations to those Salukis out there in Edwardsville. And they're going to get through their conference tournament. They're going to they're gonna have a chip in a chair in the NCAA tournament. There's going to be three to five Big Ten teams that are going to have it. Missouri State's going to be in it along with Western Michigan no matter how it falls out. So you got three to four Big Ten. You got three to, uh, you know, you got a couple MVC. You got you got an OVC team or two. So that math is quickly rising up to six or seven. And then we're not even talking about our boys down the street, A10, uh, Atlantic 10. You know, SLU has a chance to get well, in there. And, 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 they're, and, and they're rolling you know, right now. So we have really good yep. Check it out, soccer. people. Like, I mean, just you guys need to watch it. If you don't have ESPN Plus, get it and watch these teams because they are extremely entertaining. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get a re- refill. Um, we're down here at Maggie O'Brien's. These guys are uh, extremely hospitable. Uh, allowing us to come in here, do this, and come down, check it out. Get the flats. We've talked about them before. Lemon pepper, flats, dry rub, put the sauce on the side. You'll thank us later. Um, And it's holiday season. Get the catering. They'll hook you up. So, without further ado, we're going to take a quick break. Right there. And when we come back, we're going to talk Kansas soccer. Youth soccer, futsal soccer, and a few other nonsense topics. Thanks for listening. Give us a follow. Give us a share. We'll catch you on the other side. Hey, everyone. Buying a home, it's kind of a big deal. Never has there been more competition to buy, so few homes to choose from, all made worse by an uncertain interest rate landscape. Now that you're short a bedroom for the third kid, you're in the wrong school district, and a walkable corner pub isn't nearly close enough, it's time to reach out to the Pinnacle Loan Team for help. They work with a network of agents that have their feet on the ground across the whole region and have a number of loan products that are cost-effective with a process that is simple. Basically, they've got you covered from start to finish. So when it's time to buy, visit ThePinnacleLoans.com. That's ThePinnacleLoans.com. Simply the best in home loans. Zach here. I love my kids, really. And when my kids have a knock, a sprain, a tweak, I like to get them back to 100% as soon as possible. I also hate deductibles. I get it. But now, in Missouri, I don't have to waste any unnecessary copay after my child rolls their ankle because now I can go straight to a PT. 
No more pediatric visits in a germ-infested lobby waiting for permission to go to a physical therapist. Axie's Physical Therapy has 19 locations from Glen Carbon to Winsville and specializes in rehab, especially soccer rehab. So instead of burning a couple of needless hours and cash going to get a referral, take that bump or bruise straight to Axie's. Go to axiespt.com for more info. And feel free to Venmo me your half the savings. Here, let's just get it going. We're we're small talking. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna navigate quickly. Here we go. We're back. We say J Rod. I feel like this is this dude's song. Did you like Salon? I did. You loved, loved it. it. I, I, I liked is, it too. This is in my wheelhouse of college years. Yeah. So it's I'm digging of, this. Do, do you want to like go out to your car and check if there's a kegger that you got to get out of the trunk? And... I, I brought one. <laughs> you, you always have a kegger on standby. <laughs> True Gen Xer. But back then they were like full kegs. Now you can just buy a little a pony. Keg. Yeah. <laughs> Quarter barrel. Well, we're back. We're down here at uh, Maggio's. Got some refills. Uh, rolling in with a little sublime in honor of our Gen X second half guest. Uh, first, actually, first three-time repeat guest. Three-timer. He's a, he's a trip. We'll call repeat. him a trip. Yeah, he's, a, he, he's, a, he's a triple bogey. <laughs> that's, that's true. I've had a lot of those, actually. Me too. In a row. Jason Glover, Glover. Sorry, man. I I do that often. Why don't you correct me, like I, in real time? I, I guess if it? I cared, I would. <laughs> <laughs> what J- does he do? What do you do wrong? I pronounce the last name wrong, way too often. You say Glover. It is. It is it's Glover. Glover. Yeah. Yeah. But, what, but he says Glover. Glover. Yeah. I say quick. I'd say everybody says Glover. And I, I don't know why we say Glover. We just do. I, mean, I thought your name was Glover, but it's actually Glover. Yeah. Hey, like, the more you I, know. You know, you, you ever go outside in the grass and you pick up those four-leaf clovers? No. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you told that well, one? Right. I don't know. I was just well, thinking about, like, you, I don't know. Frame of reference. Yeah. You gave us a frame of reference. Man. <laughs> hey, thanks hey. for joining us, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Right on. Right out of the gate, we have to talk about, he's excited, the St. Louis Zoo. Oh, my gosh. What a TIFO. Set, set that story up. I mean, what's going I on wish there? I was there live. The little Columbus monkeys, which are just dynamite. Little black and white little, dudes with yeah, the big red asses. Creatures of just mischief. You can tell the way that they, the one carried it up the little. They're just running around and fuck shit up. Thing. Yeah. Well, let, yeah, let, let, let's paint a picture because this is a uh, audio podcast. Um, <laughs> today on all socials, uh, the St. Louis Zoo released this uh, little video clip and it was TIFO. Now, now that we have a team, you know, everybody in St. Louis is like, they now know what a TIFO is. And yeah. that's the. The big tarp that you roll out, and it's supposed to have some cheeky slick. statement. Yeah. And um, so today at the uh, 
What, what is the name of the house that the, all the monkeys the are monkey in? House. The monkey house. I think it's the monkey house. It's not the monkey house. The monkey what? house is like for nerds like us that don't pay attention in science class. Well, it's like the Herbitaria or... Uh, I don't I don't know. I thought, I thought it was called the monkey house. I think it's the monkey enclosure. <laughs> I mean, that's a 1988 field trip name. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So anyway, uh, complete the story. Group of monkeys behind the glass. What do they do? They... Somebody gave him a TIFO. I don't think they made it themselves. <laughs> I mean, maybe well, they did. I don't know. But they they made this TIFO. You ever seen Planet of the Apes? <laughs> well, these they might have made. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure where they would have gotten the paint from. But but the this one little monkey climbed up the catwalk. Another monkey like then jumped out of somewhere and knocked the roll down, and it. Perfectly and landed. And then it kind of got caught up. Yeah. And then the one monkey fixed yeah. it. Yeah. He he was like, "You guys, I got this." <laughs> so, yeah, and, and the thing was, it was like, and I'm looking at it right now. It was image of the monkey from the monkey house. A monkey, obviously illustrated. Soccer ball. Yep. City red. Our city. Our zoo. I think that we, hits. I think. Do you think, or did we jump I mean, the shark on it? No, because. Well, now that you say we jumped the shark, we probably did. But let's just let's just say this: if you even look at that picture even closer, one of the monkeys drew the logo of City Crest on the ground. Like, uh, who did that? Oh, I see that. Well, I can see him in the picture. Yeah, he's got the crayon uh, in his that, hand. That that that, was, that guy was wearing a costume. But <laughs> let, let, let's let's uh, pivot a little bit to the games, and I think all of us. Um, you know, I can read a book, um, but I can be <laughs> sure about that. Maybe my can. wife would say I, that I couldn't. All these but books with all these words in them and no pictures, no blank pages. We've been really excited about the TIFOs. Did we kind of, um, yes, I'm going to answer your question. Yeah, first, I'm going to say, opinion. yeah. Did, did we get the cart before the horse a little bit with the TIFOs? Well, I, I watched the FC Cincinnati they, they did one. Orlando did one. FC Cincinnati's crowd was crazy. Our crowd was crazy, too. Well, both the last two games, our crowd has been really great. The two sections that I've been in, everybody's standing. Everybody's cheering. The energy's great. The stadium looks beautiful. I think the team is just doing their best. And sometimes it doesn't end up the way you want it. The TIFOs are great. They're a great energy starter for the game. The messaging, you know, they pick... You know, whoever picks the messaging probably so, so comes I, up with whatever, and then they start building it. But it's it's a great listen. Uh, this this area three years ago was a dumpster fire. Now the we have song in the background is teenage yeah, wasteland. Th th this was a wasteland right here, and the stadium, <laughs> like you're looking at it right now, it's beautiful. Oh, well, where we're at right here, I mean. Behind us was a uh, interstate on on yeah. and off ramp and it, it, that it nobody was, knew how to nobody, get on and off, and it looked like nobody ever went to yeah. it either because it was like deserted. It, well, it, it was terrible right here, and now it's beautiful. I'm I, I'm super curious of your take because obviously you have an extremely vested interest in the team and everything that's going on, and you obviously have been around the game your whole life. You've been to every game as we have, yeah, um, and you tend to. Y y 
honestly, you probably watch the game more than we do. You you only come and hang out at halftime. <laughs> yeah, like you're you're, 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 you're you, watching. You guys actually turn your back to the game sometimes. Some, which well, I, it's, I, it's a conditioned response. <laughs> <laughs> we see certain things happening. Well, I like, also played the game, and I have eyes in the back of my head. Oh yeah, oh, that's my, true. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so let, let's. For, I, I don't want to go any further back than really the last two games mm-hmm. because in from my vantage point watching the Seattle game last game of the season and then the first game of this three three round mm-hmm. hopefully three game round with K- Kansas um, which I love Kansas <coughs> I love saying just Kansas I know it's become like well you know you that you can go in your iPhone and you can actually like program like shortcuts yeah. So that when you're texting or whatever you're doing, you can literally like, if you just put in lowercase k, yeah. it will automatically do Go lowercase to- Kansas. <laughs> so I've changed it all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, that's that's a lot of work. Mine already does it anyways. It just knows. <laughs> I got chat GPT. So anyway, here's here's my question for you because um, because of everything that I said, your take when you watch the two games for me, they were mirror images. Mirror image games. I saw the same problems in the Seattle game mm-hmm. that pre- presented themselves in uh, the for the Kansas game. Um, what are you seeing, and what do you hope that we change going across? You know, going west to yeah. to, to to game two. I think that Coach Carnell has a plan in place, <clears throat> and sometimes it doesn't show, just because maybe. Sporting KC or, you know, uh, even San Jose, maybe they're, or uh, I'm sorry, Seattle, maybe they're just better at that particular game at that moment. Over the book of the entire season, City seems to figure out a way to score. Right now, we seem to only score on set pieces. Right. I would like to see a score in the field of play. I would like to see a score through the middle, through Klaus, through any of the forwards, I'd like to see more activity going to those guys. You know, that that's their job. But I think that sometimes it becomes a uh, situation where these moments are big. And of course they all have experience, but not this experience. You can have all the experience in the world, but until you're in this environment, in that game, it's just a little different. The, the, the you know, it was raining for both teams, right? We were, we understand that. But the way that Sporting KC came out, the way that they played, it's like how we beat them a couple weeks ago. And no, it's not. No, you don't think so? No, With the no. way that we played they, the they first time, they started uh, from the get-go, and we were on our heels. But we the did whole that time. the first game or the the game yeah, here. Yeah, but I thought the game was more even the game before, and I thought it was, it was four to more, one. Yeah, but 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 the four goals for us on the previous game was in the last thirty. Yeah, that's he, true. Here's what I think is going on here. I think that teams are adjusting to us, okay. and and tactically they're playing a certain level. And if we're late, or if we're not vested, or if Berkey's conference um, after the game has any validity of. We need to be a little bit more, uh, you know, rah, 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 uh, and be ready. Well, execute and training was basically what he said. I get it. But, like, I I just thought that from the word go in the rain, cold game, 
they were better than us. Yeah. I thought we get but, a goal in the restart. Let me finish. Yeah. We get a goal in the restart, and that really is good because it becomes 1-1, and they score 30 seconds later or whatever it was. Like, that was a different game than when it was back and forth and people yeah. were trying to feel each other out. I think that we need to evolve a little bit, and we need to play. They were scoring from way out, too, which well, is there, really there, interesting. There was a stat um, that that game was the first game in MLS all year where there were three-plus goals scored from outside of the yeah. box. That's, yeah. that's interesting because here's the other thing. When you think about the way that we're playing and, you know, we love to just pounce, I, I feel like, you know, all of these guys know how to play when we have the ball at our feet. But for some reason, like you can't, you can't keep doing the same thing in front of the box and expect something different. Right. I, I, I just think that we have so many great goal scorers and are we getting them the ball enough and are they getting a good enough opportunity to score and it just hasn't happened. Now, you- now mark, mark it to Kansas to say, all right, they, they had a good game plan. I believe that we had a good game plan, too. Well, whoa, I, whoa, whoa. Let, let's call a spade a spade, because what you just said there is accurate. I agree. We have world-class players. We have really good goal scorers. We lost the game in the midfield the whole game. We got beat in the midfield, no matter what well, you want to say. Sec- it, second balls. Like, yeah. we, like all the knockdowns, we got beat in the midfield. So our goal scorers have no chance for any build to get in it. I mean, it was a ping pong game. <clears throat> our defense was backpedaling. Our midfield was weak. And our forwards didn't play well. So we just played like fuck. And <laughs> let's call Is let's that call, your professional opinion? Let's call uh, a spade a spade because <laughs> I guarantee you the organization would say the same thing. And so now um, we have six days to try to figure out how to right the ship. And I would imagine, um, you know, our pedigree. We have and, three. Well, I, I mean, from game from, to game. From game to game, yeah. You know, I, I, you know here, I'm this with is these guys. What I would like to see, and this is just me being a certain, I have a certain appetite for certain soccer. I, and, again, because of most of my kids have all played up top, all of them actually, and – there's a there's a particular way to attack because I, I remember whether it was my daughter or my son, both of my daughters even, being double marked, triple marked, and you have to figure out a way to score. Right. Right? The the what doesn't seem to happen is when we play the ball up, why doesn't it go back and then through to a third runner? Why aren't we sending people in when we're at the midfield? Why aren't we sending Klaus in? He scored well, that way before. So let me let me ask you guys this. Klaus had a lot of frustration. You so can see l- body language. Well, let me yeah. ask you guys because every, everybody's throwing out their projected lineups, you know, because everybody's a Monday morning quarterback. Um, let, uh, the one that I've seen multiple times, uh, the, mid, midfield's been a little bit of a mix other than Bloom and Leuven is, is locks. Uh, but up top, I've seen often – in some form of three, yeah, Klaus, Sam, and Giacchini. Mm-hmm. Would you? Would either of you like to see all three? Yeah, big bodies must win well, game. Here's throw. what I, I. I mean, if I was looking at the game, I would put all three of them, and I would say, don't go any wider than the penalty box. 
like attack their back line. They're 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 big enough guys. We have enough talent to go right at them through the middle with our three biggest guys. They've scored a lot of goals and just keep sending it to them. And obviously you're going to get something to break through. It it's one of those things where if well, here's the thing to your point. If Kansas does what they did last game, because Dale Shilley mentioned it, and I talked about this earlier in the show, uh, he mentioned in their analysis that uh, Kansas gave us the ball. They gave us possession right. and allowed for the press. Okay, so if they do the same thing, when they give us possession and they allow that 40, 50-yard kind of gap in, Yeah. okay, fine. Let's just ram it down your throat with three huge tree trunks right in the middle of the Every 18. time the ball gets played backwards, I would like to see our forwards coming back and then sprinting forward. It's not that it's not that it can't be done. It's just timing. It comes down to being comfortable with playing that way. But those guys are so big and powerful. Why not send them through? Why not put more pressure on Kansas? Why 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 play it out wide? Why like if the ball is in the middle, why play it out wide? Yeah. Just keep putting it through the middle. It, it doesn't. It doesn't help us to see the. I'm. I'm not. And I know that Jared likes the the long cross on a corner kick. I like a short. I like playing short, and then I like playing it through the middle because you keep the ball. That's. They should just keep. And if it's not there, like I'm, I'm going to split, split the difference on the two of you on a corner kick. If we've got. I mean, right now, if if we, if the the people that we just mentioned start, and then we've got. Parker and a few other bodies. We do like score that. that way. We score on a you, on you get, a long you get, you corner got, kick. You got five, six foot plus players. Why are you you know put it in the mix? Sure. Put, put it in the mix. Go after it. But you know. but what is the chance of opportunity though? Because the corner kicks in general lately, other than Parker scoring, well yeah, they haven't been on tar <clears throat> Like something's not working. Well, he, here's the problem. Here's the problem in our game. In the in the Seattle game leading up to it. In the games that we've looked for, and maybe we can chalk it up to where we didn't play our style, or we didn't play well enough, is teams are tactically changing their style against us, where they're playing in the backfield and through the midfield, and it's keep away because it's mismatches all the way up the field. And you can't physically cover the ground when the other team has the ball in a high press situation. If it's three, do you feel v1, like we still high press though? I felt like we were slow. I, I, I think if a, if a team is willing to sit on their heels, high press is ineffective. And, yeah, and and I feel like the the, the the spaces on the wings, and we don't play our wings well when those teams, because Sporting Kansas just really bottled up the middle yeah. and they created mismatches in the middle everything was 3v1 4v2 we look like a bag of dicks in the middle of the field no matter what you say I'm, <laughs> I, I am the biggest sporting fan in the world I mean I I mean I'm the biggest St. Louis fan in the world I want I want us to win but we were so poor in the midfield on all the second balls and all the knockdown balls like our team needs to be 30 yards apart and we were 70 yards apart at times, and you could order a pizza and drive a truck through the middle. <laughs> and it was 3v1 the whole game. Yeah, I, but again, it's, uh, and I think it's simplified by saying 
if you play it in the middle and you're double marked, you play it back. And then somebody else should be running through. You chip them in and you just keep pressing through the penalty box. But, you know, if if you if there's one thing consistent, we have a great coaching staff. And we can bounce back. I I totally believe that yeah. I, because you you can't sit here and say, yeah. well, every game Hackworth has been outcoached. I don't think so. No, I that's think absolutely false. Right. So it's a matter of saying, can we execute? All right. On some nights, absolutely. But this game coming up, it is going to be hellfire. It has to be. So <clears throat> predictions. Jared, you go first. Real quick, no no thesis, just score. Score line, what do you got? Great great answer. Way to go. I got it. Pregnant pause. Uh, He's delivering twins. <laughs> Sporting Kansas 2-1. It don't yeah. come home. But, uh, that's not a, but that's not a bad thing. We, we can lose. Oh, we can talk about the bad thing after this. We what's, can your, lose. what's your score line? What do you got? I think we lose. I think Sporting KC right now is better than us. They've been playing since May better. They're a hot team. We can lose and still feel like it's a great season. Again, to be short-sighted and say win or lose I'm, I'm in say, this one game, like it's still a great season. So I'm okay with saying that we lose, I'm going, I, but I want us to win. I'm going 3-1 because if we do lose, I, I have to officially uh, unlist my Twitter account. Um, oh, you know. <laughs> I want to be wrong. I want to be dead wrong. I we, want us which, to come out. I want us to score how we normally. Sc- I don't even care. Guys, I really guys, want to I talk get, about hey, something else. Hey, I want to. Get, I want to get your opinions on rivalries because all day long. Can we go back to one other thing? What you got? And, and, and can I get your opinion? I don't want Jason's opinion. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> no, I, I get, don't want your. Why opinion did we invite him? <laughs> yeah, See you later, alligator. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Question. Does Hackworth want to play this way? Carnell? No, not Carnell. Carnell wants to play this way. This is Carnell's system. Does Hackworth want to play this way? I don't know, man. Here, here's the deal. I, I, th- I don't care who the team is. Anywhere in the world, any league, be it EPL or MLS or otherwise, when you have high pedigree staff that have come from every corner of right. the soccer World, and they win the Western Conference. You are go- you are going to have a differing opinion of amongst a group of alphas. Coach Ackworth is clearly an alpha. He knows the game. Yeah. He's lived yeah. it. Uh, and Carnell, with Lutz's support and this whole system, it's done what it's done to this point. So, if we're going down that path of ride the hot guy. I, well, no. Jason's always all. He's always all about riding the hot guy. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think I, here's the deal. St. Louis, because of what we've done out of the gate, because of our fan expectations, because of the generic, uh, the the reality of our soccer culture, right around all this. And this is a whole other subject that we're about to get into. I think that the expectation of Head coaches and coaching staff is going to be so freaking high that I think there's going to be a rotation. 
I think it's going to happen often. Mm. Um, and it's easy to kick them in the pills when they're down, when there's a little adversity. Look, yeah. look, St. Louis, St. Louis soccer. We, you know, we joke about about us all being homers. We're a possession city. We're a gritty city with a bunch of foot skills, and we're going to possess and knock it around. And that is the story for literally a century. You can't talk to any of the OGs, right? So many that we've had on this show that specifically talk about playing style, etc. They talk about how we play in the Midwest under the arch. But do 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 we win Saturday or do we win this weekend? Uh, Sunday. My, I'm three one. Good guys. Okay. I and here's what I think is going to happen. If well, let me let me put a caveat. Here's my asterisk. If Sam Klaus and Giacchini all start. I believe we score first, and once we score right. first, I think the gates that, will open up a little bit. Well, I fat love that. chicks and bad barbecue ain't going to help them. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's his uh, generic description of our friends across the state. Uh, no, because I think that you can only, as a professional athlete, you can't go. Look, you go two weeks in a row getting your teeth kicked in or really limping in over the last yeah. 30, 45 days. At some point, you got to have some fucking class and grit to look in the mirror and be like, enough. They do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I say we lose, and that's just my... Uh, that, that's my thought. That's your, that's your Vegas yeah, talking. Yeah, it, that's right. If I'm betting, I'm taking KC. But with my heart and with... The passion that I have for the club and for the coaching staff and for the players that are involved and for the city, I absolutely would. I would love so, and hope they win. So I, it's so, just the numbers don't. So along go those in our lines, favor. I mean, you guys are all familiar. You all read it. You see it. You see uh, old TT, Mr. Twelman, uh, yeah. constantly being uh, what I consider to be. Somebody get a concussion in that game. <laughs> Overly honest, um, like he does it with a little bit of like. He's got flair. I, I, you say flair, I say cynical. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> but I also think that he says what a lot of people would already be saying, and he just says it anyways. Same with uh, Alexi Lawless, and you know those guys, they have a job to do. And they say what they believe in. And he calls you, a spade a spade. Yeah, so, I mean, that, there's like nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm okay heck, with that, too. Yeah, I think that that's, that's, listen, in order to have an opinion, you have to be willing to sort of upset other people. Otherwise, like, what's the point that, of having? I mean, a, that's kind of the foundation of our show, right? Yeah, it yeah. really is. <laughs> and then secondly, you the one thing willing, about Taylor is his opinion is, his opinion um, has a little bit of clout because sure. uh, he's he, he's he's towed the road. Yeah, and so there's nothing wrong with saying that. You have to carry the weight of what your opinion, how it affects other people. Otherwise, it's not worth talking about. I agree. And those guys, they say what they feel. And you know what? Even like what we're doing here. I mean, City has a great opportunity to bounce back. Yep. That's what they have in front of them. And, you know, I watched the interview with Bradley today, and he's talking about, like, hey, we're going to get back to what we're doing. But he's a leader. And the thing is, when you think about what leaders are, they have to be willing to put themselves out on the line and say, come with me. Not forcefully, because that's an authoritarian. 
leaders lead. Or no different than what Berkey did and call uh, yeah. and call our previous seven days leading up to it is we weren't good enough. And that's creating another leader within the culture of the yeah, club. Makes so, sense. And that's what Bradley does, right? He's allowing you know, other people to stand up and be leaders. So uh, if you don't allow that, then you're not a leader. Let me ask you this. Let's say we lead our way through Sunday. We we get the uh, the W. We yeah. head back. Rubber match. Is there any conceivable way, if we get our heads straight on Sunday, that we lose the third game? And yeah. I know the answer is yeah. obviously, yeah, anything so can happen. If but. it does come back to St. Louis, we're winning. I agree. We're winning. What about that, you, Pouty Patty? Look at that face over there. I know. Too. He's a, he got a face only a mother loves. <laughs> and she didn't love him. Ah, there you go. God rest her soul. <laughs> she was a hard mother trucker. But let me tell you, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of a glass half full guy. And I'm worried the, because the of our style. glass is full. It's full. Let's go. I, I, I don't. I don't. We're not conducive to playoff uh, soccer in one-off, must-win games. You uh, well, no. Especially, it, it takes mentality to be conducive to. This is our must-win. Sometimes the best teams team. don't win at all. This like, is our fifth game. Sometimes you just get hot. And, and that's okay. Well, like, then we better defend like we've never defended. Berkey, <coughs> the, the back four, because we don't have enough ball position right. to be able to play a hunker in and be the worst team to, to win a one-off game. Okay, y- yes or yeah. no, do we win game three, we get to game three? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm on the show and I got a microphone in my shit. Let's go. Okay. And hey, yeah, yes. Look I at w- that stadium over there. <clears throat> you can't yes. go two in a row. Yes is the question. Three in a row, act. That would be three losses in a row at that stadium. That would be crazy. Yeah, you can't. That, Sh- it's just not going to happen. I want to I shift gears because I, I saw um, a bunch of... Uh, there was a report that came out in regards to NCAA and the transfer portal. And I immediately thought of you, Jason. Um, oh yeah! Because what they did is they broke. I got a, down. I got a bigger opinion about this. Where are you going? <laughs> he's 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 got a squirrel bladder. <laughs> he's he out of here. Uh, so uh, it, it was a multi-page report about primarily focusing on uh, inbound and transfer portal students, right. yeah. and they broke down the men's side and the women's side. And on the men's side, they had five primary categories as to you know what was the reason you transferred. Yeah. And on the men's side, I believe the number one reason was playing time. It was like uh, above 35, almost 40%. Yeah. Um, and then going down the list in the middle of the pack was uh, coach chemistry mm-hmm. or coach coaching attitude. Yeah. Uh, on the women's side of the graph, which w- was what really spurred through socials, yeah. was that over 40% of the women that had uh, chose to transfer or leave was due to coach right. chemistry. You have a daughter that just wrapped up se- senior year yeah. uh, at Illinois State, correct? Yeah. Um, and obviously you're super close to the game on the men's side as well. You know plenty of people through your coaching staff, etc. And you're familiar with both marketplace. When you hear those reasons, do you 
it, do you feel that that's an honest depiction? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. A soccer coach for a pro program or a collegiate program or even at the youth level, they're leaders. If you're not a leader, people will not follow. And what happens, especially in the women's game, is a lot of these coaches are not leaders. They're actually somehow just in position and they're lost. And the, these women that are playing soccer, they sniff that out in a heartbeat. Yeah, they and see right through it. They see right through the shenanigans and the transfer portal is hot. So I see St. Louis University men's and women's and those players that I see on a weekly basis, the energy that they bring out to my program. They love their coaches. They love their coaches. And you know what? That is not to say what happens in other programs, uh, not locally. I'm talking specifically about my daughter's program at Illinois State. That coach is fired, okay? My daughter went through two coaches in her tenure at, at Illinois State. Uh, terrible record, terrible culture. The university itself has a great culture. The athletic department had a little hiccup. They got rid of their athletic director. They brought in a new, and I can't remember her name, but she's in the position now. She got rid of the, the latest coach and they're gonna change the culture of that program. Well, here, here's what I would like you to speak to because um, so many of our listeners uh, it, it, uh, have kids, boys and girls that are in this pipeline. And you know, we've talked about the, the recruiting process from a generic standpoint. We've talked to some coaches that talk about what they're looking for and et cetera, et cetera. And now with the transfer portal being what it is, you know, and it takes it takes a knock, you know, because it, it, it's almost as if like there's a camp. And I think legitimately so in a lot of cases, the transfer portal allows kids to ignore their, their commitment. Oh, the, the transfer portal is like playing a video game and you are getting ready to lose and you turn it off and you start over. And so you don't like your situation. You're not getting playing time. The coach doesn't like you. You're in the transfer portal and you're going somewhere else. Yeah. That is what is happening everywhere. Well, here's the funny thing. Uh, last weekend, we were up, uh, uh, where were we? Uh, Indy. Indy. We were, we were in Indy yeah. with the boys. Mm -hmm. And uh, Coach Rensing from Michigan State came down because Drew plays with the boys. And we were spending some time together. And we were talking about freshmen in particular and the struggle with freshmen and the transfer portal and kids you know uh, feeling you know having risen through club or right. academy they're top of the pile and they and they go and they get their d1 you know their their power conference d1 slot yep, yep. as freshmen and right. then they go in and he, he he said something along the and lines. And they're on where, the bench. Where they're all frustrated because they're like, "Why am I not playing?" And do you remember what he said? His first comment, and he got he went into depth later. But the simplistic first statement was, uh, "Because you're a freshman, and he's better than you." Yeah. <laughs> and in my head, when he said it, I immediately flashed back to my own life mm -hmm. as a freshman in high school, right? Because a lot of the um, the 
the mindset stems from what these kids and families know. Right. Right? Well, well I didn't start as a freshman in high school. You know, right. so many kids. You ju- that's just not normal even at competitive high school. So the transfer board, do you think it should exclude potentially first two years? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Why not? I mean, here, the... the what I've seen so far, my daughter was one of 13, three left after four years. Of the three, two were starters. The goalie never started, played maybe 10 minutes, or no, she played the last game of the season. Okay, so she got 90 minutes for the entire season. That girl should get a medal of honor for putting up with that program and not playing and just for how, it out. how many years? But Four. Really? Really? Should she? Was At, she a freshman? <clears throat> she's a she's a senior now. Oh, Four years. Four okay. years of dealing with two coaches. <clears throat> so so you gotta think of the situation. Could she have left and went somewhere else and played? Yeah, probably. But but that's the society that we're in right now. You don't like it. But leave. she committed. Yeah, she, she committed, committed and finished. And that's what I'm saying. She should get an award for sticking it through four terrible years and nobody cares the school doesn't care the school doesn't care if these girls transfer like what there's there's 10 other girls that are going to show up girl get her degree and does she have friends for life nah probably not probably not but like i guess what i'm getting at is let's refer back to the uh driver three iron from where we're at at maggie's asleep katie shields uh, and what she's got going on there. Mm-hmm. And it's not comparable to the Illinois College or maybe even Missouri State. Kevin, um, you know, these are highly competitive environments. Mm-hmm. These boys and girls are going into, um, of course, getting recruited. And they've always been type A best players ever in their little bubble. Right. They go there. And these people are building a program. Well, clearly the Illinois, uh, Eastern Illinois, or I'm Illinois sorry, State. Illinois State, State uh, uh, example that you're outlining from a culture standpoint, from a personal standpoint, from a personality, uh, it's not working. But, like, it is working at other universities. Oh, yeah, absolutely. IU yeah. Or, or, or Katie Shields specifically, if we're talking right. about the women's game. Yeah. So, so Katie Shields has 25 kids on that team or more, mm-hmm. and oh, we all know 11 play. Yeah. So whatever she's doing on the field is working because she's bringing a kid in there, and there's probably that same goalie that might not play to her senior year. But she's still getting that college but education. But it's the environment and it's the culture. Yeah. Right? I, I agree. So, and, so and culture doesn't exist until the person who's leading cares for the best player and cares for the player that's never going to help them the exact same. And, like, we have, we have kids that come out from SLU on the men's side and the women's side. They're not getting time. And I talk to them. And they still love the university. They still love the program. They're still there. So that's a great environment, right? It's not for everybody. I well, get it. But but at the same time, I, I think if it's you're what, in a bad environment and you still stay, and you could go other places, but there's something to be said about, like, 
perseverance out and persevering and and then what type of person are you after that right yeah. what's the effect of that player who stayed for four years and built up that experience of saying you know what i wasn't good enough to start it was a bad environment but i stayed that's actually a resume storytelling situation when you're trying to get a job Right? No, for sure. I mean, I, I, as a small business owner, I mean, often, like one of the, the first things that I always look for on a resume, how chopped up is your resume? Yeah. You know, versus uh, your loyalty, your perseverance. Right. You know, to, if, I, if I know that you start something and you ride it out or you put multiple years into it, you tried. You got some grind, whatever skill sets. And I think kids, like, it's tough because the vast majority, 99.9% .9 of them, right? I don't care how good you are. If you go play college ball, you're really just going after a degree so you can start your second your life career, in your right. career. So there's that. But a lot of egos get in, in the way. A lot Especially of, on the women's side. Yeah. It, yeah. So the other part of all of this is, it even happens at the youth level. I see it. You know, somebody says, oh, well, our son or daughter's not enjoying their time here, and we, we think that the coaching should be better, right? That's an easy statement. And then they go somewhere else, and the coaching's not as good. Or maybe it is better, right? But people are quick to pull the trigger on leaving rather than staying and because there's a, there's something to be said about you can give your best effort and lose and learn, or you can give your best effort, lose and leave, and then that's who you become. Like, oh, well, I didn't like it yeah, here. It I'm going to leave. And yeah. then you go to the next place. How many people bounce through all of the different clubs here and the parents don't like this coach they don't like that coach yeah. and and it's like it's, it's always it's the club's fault <laughs> it's yeah it's exhausting yeah but sometimes you can train you can dedicate everything that you have and you can still come up short but you know what the only way that you can survive all of that is if you look back and you go yeah but i gave my best effort and if you can say that, then that's a pretty good experience. And that's what I've been explaining to my daughter is, yeah, you know what? The last four years were tough. They were really tough on her. And the last game was tough on her. But I said, like, did you give everything you had? And if the answer is yes, then you can live with the four years of losing records. That's just the way it is. Like, yeah. you don't win it. You actually lose more in life than you win if you actually think about it. Like, it's, you're losing it, the, all the time. The, it's the Mark Cuban factor. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, this guy's a, he's a <laughs> yeah. born winner. I can, people look <laughs> at your face and, and they're like, no, no, no. Yeah. There's a ratio you're there. You're not playing the right competition <laughs> if you're winning all hey, the time. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on Steamer Soccer Club. You guys, you guys got that facility. You got earth moving. We're moving earth. You moving got, uh, and you got this gear going on that yeah, this I know. is you guys, phenomenal. You guys, uh, Dude, I love it. You guys popped me out of the, the training session. I was getting nervous. It was 7.02 and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm running over. I gotta get oh, to the shit. to the show here. Get him, get him. Say, hey, yeah, let's come on, go, Will. kids. Come on, let's go. You guys, not gonna. <laughs> you guys, uh, you've got the winter, the winter league, winter futsal league. Yeah, you, you, you filled up. Oh my up. gosh, yeah, we are stuffed. Is there we, any men's teams? I mean, I'll maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got you got some ringers. 
Uh, just me, you, and JB. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll play two men down. Put, yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, so, club, you, are you guys on pace for spring field one? Yeah. What, what are you looking at? They're putting in turf next week. Uh, lights two weeks after that. And then we'll probably test it out a little bit, you know, get some soccer balls out whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tur- turf next turf. week? Let's go, dude. Jesus Here, Christ. Look, I know that this is a radio show, but I'll show you the pictures. Well, I was just there. What was that? Two, three no, weeks no, ago. No, no, dude, you were out, you were there September 29th. Was that what it was? Yeah. Well, it's a month ago. Thirty yeah. days. Look. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they even got the it's backup awesome. nets. Nice. Look at that. Hey, if you're listening and you're looking for a uh, uh, little man, little little woman opportunity, more training, more playing, new facility going in. Down in the SoCo, Columbia area. Hit up Steamer Soccer Club. Um, the new facility is going to be amazing. You, you've got yeah. one going in. You're going to land on three. Yep. Um, Bar, restaurant, concession. Have you got the liquor license yet? I mean, not yet, but I, I mean, Columbia, we're kind of known. <laughs> we're, a lot of Germans there. You know, I, I think that the town was founded with, like, Drinking. It was beer, beer and fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the uh, Waterloo? <laughs> Waterloo, thing? yeah. But Jared, Jared, what you got, man? You look a little tired there. Did you kind of hit a wall, a little uh, Maggie, Maggie O's wall. No, I didn't hit a wall. You went I'm with just, the potato boats. I did eat uh, twenty-one potato skins, but I uh, carbon up for the weekend. You know, I've been kind of thinking about my take on the city and. You can't change. Are you changing your? No, I'm not. I'm not changing okay. my take because if you can't win the middle of the field and you're playing keep away against men down in the middle of the field is what we did on the whole game. We have no chance. And uh, I'm hoping we we uh, bounce back because I would really like them to play here. Gosh, I would love to get a second game here. Yeah. So with these businesses around here. Yeah. Let's go. It's not that difficult. Just the the objective is to score one more goal than the opponent. <laughs> yeah, usually that's <laughs> like, how the math go. works what are we talking out. About? Um, Jason, thanks for coming to join us, man. We're hey, thank uh, you. we're gonna stick around a little bit here. We're gonna f- finish some drinks and uh, thank you to Maggie O'Brien's for hosting. Um, really love l- love the sport. Love love the uh, ice cold uh, Tully on the rocks. By the way, uh, Jared. Thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I want to say uh, uh, we wish our friend Zach was here, but uh, his yeah, boy had he a, he, his boy had a cello orchestra. I don't even. What is a cello? Is that the big guitar? It's a huge cello, violin. Cello <laughs> is a violin. It's a fat violin that you play with the bottom of it on the ground. Yeah, hey, that deer story. And apparently, he's really good. The deer story. Yeah. What the heck? The deer was still alive? And Did you see to... the photo yet? No, huh? Oh, we'll send you the photo. What the heck? Can you believe he got quotes to remove it? $850? <laughs> I mean, what? I told him he was high. I know. I like what you did say. You were like, no, you just take care of it yourself. Like, you get it out of your fence, and then you put it in the street, and the street or sweeper in your comes neighbor's by. yard. Yeah. Or and you go, wherever. I don't know what happened. And then somebody's got you on camera, and you're like, that wasn't me. No. Yeah, no. so in case you're wondering what they're talking about, go back. Listen, Denny Vaniger, one of the most amazing St. Louis Sox players uh, with the most amazing stories ever. A couple episodes back. Last episode back. And you'll hear all about the deer that committed suicide <laughs> on 
Zach's fence. Um, thanks, Maggie's. Thanks, Axie's PT. Thank you, Chris and Bill over at thepinnacleloans.com. Um, we will catch you next time. Uh, we've got a list of amazing names coming up over here over the next 30, 40 days. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, we really do. I'm actually kind of giddy. Like, I don't get giddy over guests. And we've had amazing guests. But we get I, some I just weird guests that, like, people are like, how did you get that one? No, yeah. no, no. These, these You guys do, uh, you guys are dead ringers for when I look at the list and I go, what? Well, it, there's, it there's, impressive. there's two names in particular coming up that even I was like, no. And you're like, how do you do it? But secondly, here's well, another thing. Here's the thing, thing cool. I haven't even told you who they are. And well, I'm not going to tell you who well, they are. Well, I know who some well, are. No, no, no. Tell me. I'm not yeah, part of the show. But secondly, no, I'll, I'll name a few. We also have high school soccer and NCAA soccer recaps that people are going to want to know who happened what. Oh, I will say one of the upcoming ones uh, next week. We are sitting down uh, for our basically 100th episode. Wow. With... Is this number 99? With three guests. Uh, we're close. Ish? Yeah. We have three guests that actually made this all happen. Oh. And they are Beckett, Drew, and Grady, who have been dreading this day <laughs> for a year. And they're so sick of hearing about it. We are making the boys come on. So That's so great. Are you going to do it like at the hotel in an out-of-town tournament or out-of-town? No, Mellow Mushroom out in Chesterfield Valley. All right. I was thinking diamonds. Oh, my goodness. I was going to go, yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, my. What about show me's out there on Highway 70? Uh, the, Anderson camp, the Anderson camp was in, Bertrand camp was 50-50, and the Lewis camp said no way. So really? uh, we're going to do it at Mellow Mushroom. Well, we're gonna, I think we're that's going to be kids great. On. What do you so think we should talk to the kids about? Uh <laughs> TikTok it could be anything. I mean, <laughs> I do love a tick, a good TikTok. Yeah, I no gotta, shit. I love TikTok. Now you do. Oh, you I got mean, Lux over there killing it for you. I know. She's great. Love it. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're we're out of here. What's doing for you? Social media, Jared. Keep up. Uh, we're out of here. Come on. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Lux is terrible at social media. Like, follow, share, do all that cool <laughs> shit. Just get Lux. Until next time. Peace. Peace.